0: Welcome to the family with...
1: Alex Bernhard Rasmussen. the completely confused. Catherine Brandt.
0: And Andy Bernard. What are you confused about this time?
1: Ranked vote, vote, ranking, choice, vote, vote right, blah. <laughs> in
0: choice awards. Great. Yes, the in choice <laughs> awards. That's what she's talking great, about. Great, great, We'll be right back. Uh, 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 publication is going, ending an era of Twin Cities weeklies. And uh, six Twin Cities restaurants closing. We'll get to all that yeah. right after this with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw Sean Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of
2: their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice
0: for the injured. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant.
3: Tommy, I need a favor. What's that? Can you say Nissan Titan in that big Tom movie theater voice? Do you want Echo or not? No, Echo's fine. No, Echo, okay.
0: Nissan Titan. Try it with Echo. Okay, wait a minute. This is my Echo. My Echo. I just paid a lot of money for this Echo.
3: Nissan Titan Man, that's brilliant We have got a killer deal at our two Nissan stores Coon Rapids and Burnsville For this month, for the month of October You can buy a brand new Nissan Titan Which is just a badass truck 0% financing for 84 months Here's the only catch We only have 12 of them in stock Between the two stores So, But 0% for 84 months on a Titan That's unheard of That's as long as your KQ contract
0: it is. to be perfect.
3: Yeah, so when you get your truck paid off, you don't have to listen to Tom anymore.
0: Yeah, and I don't have to get up anymore.
3: That's brilliant. Can you say Nissan Titan one more time?
4: Nissan Titan! That sucks. I've never seen you looking so
3: bad, my funky one. She's
4: saying, okay. I've never seen you looking so fat.
5: Bright. Yes. <laughs> I think it's bright. Sad. It's sad? <laughs>
1: It's, it, no, it's so fat, it my again. plumpy one. I, plumpy I think one. that's what it is, plumpy one. Funky.
0: <laughs> funky. I know funky.
1: It's, She's joking.
0: <laughs> All right, whatever.
5: My In any case, one. ladies
0: and gentlemen, some uh, bad news for some people, not very many. but <laughs> Not enough to keep it open, I guess. <laughs> exactly. I will tell you this, un- unfortunately for me, this is bad news for me. Because now with City Pages folding.
5: Yay! City Pages
0: went under today. Now, not who will sad. I not read? I am. N- n- what's his name? Neil Holston? No Neil idea. Holston. Holston, Holstein Cow or what's his name? The guy oh, used to write for the Star Tribune.
1: Yeah, I think that sounds right.
0: Neil, Neil Houston. Neil something. Something. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> with him retired and City Pages going under, there's nobody left to call me a racist, a homophobe, and a xenophobe. Oh,
1: there's people in line. Justin? Neil Justin? Mm-hmm.
0: No. No, not Neil Justin. Neil Saint Anthony? No. No, he doesn't work there anymore. He used to work there. Uh, but I actually I Neil anybody. Justin would bring him back to call me a racist in his articles. Yeah. So that was nice of Neil, Neil Justin to oh. do that to Carlin? me. Carlin? No, his name is Nick Houston or something like that. Nick? Oh know. so it's not Neil. Noel. That's his name, Noel. N O L N O E L.
4: Oh, okay.
0: No. He was Noel the first one. Jenke? Nope. Noel Muller. No, he doesn't work there anymore. He's he's retired. Muller? Well, no, <laughs> ne- never
4: mind. Let it go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is
1: it Monday? <laughs>
4: it sure seemed like it after that. Hopefully, someone change. in the chat knows what the hell you're talking about. Well, the internet for certainly this. doesn't. Neil
1: Holston? Is that what we said?
4: Noel Holston. Noel that was yep. Holston. Noel Holston. That was his hey. name. Hey. Very good, Two, Catherine.
1: my brain and your brain, we can come up with something. Five <laughs> minutes later, and look and at age. us. There
4: he is, Noel Holston. Yeah, big, yeah, he big was fan mean. of mine. Boy, he, he loved them. he loved your
0: dad a lot, no doubt about it. City Pages, right behind that piece of shit newspaper that it always was. Uh, I remember well, it was awesome.
1: the thing to have, you know, like for around town stuff when yeah. you're in your twenties. Yeah. What bands were playing, where. Well, the
0: Twin Cities Reader did that.
1: Maybe I'm thinking of the Twin Cities you Reader. You are. You're
0: not thinking of <laughs> City Page. City Page has spent their whole time for 35 years telling everybody what a piece of shit I am.
1: The so, only time I ever heard about anything about it was when they were attacking me or you or somebody. They only attacked me once.
0: What they attack you for, Mary and me?
1: Uh, no, I, I I tweeted something out like as a joke, <clears throat> and somebody reported it to them, and then they went after me saying that I didn't understand something and i'm like it was something about i don't even remember
5: yeah it was so
1: insignificant and um so anyway so it it went away and they haven't done it since because i i i kind of pushed back at them and said listen it was if you knew me you would not take this tweet out of context i agree and if you're going to take something and tell everybody what I mean by it, then you should probably call me first and ask what I mean by it before you tell everybody else what I'm talking about. Well, that's
0: what they do, though. Because you don't know me. It's their version of what you are. Exactly. It's not the truth in any way, shape, or form. Right. Look, first of all, let me say this again. Newspapers are over. This is just another bit of proof that newspapers are done. You're going to have reporting services on the Internet. Newspapers are worthless. Because they always take a position. They never tell the truth anymore. Newspapers haven't told the truth in years. No. Their version of the truth. So the newspapers got exactly what they bargained for. They tr- ran their mouth, tried to change everybody's mind, pushed people around, destroyed people's lives in some areas. And you turds have gone, gone and Star Tribune and Pioneer Press will be under any minute now, too. Yeah. They're, They're just good. about done. They're
1: Terrible.
0: Terrible. Seriously, could, is, is there any balance? Uh, you watch the TV news. though. There's no balance on the TV news either.
4: Well, the problem is that it it's an industry that attacks or attracts bad people because journalists have more power than the average citizen. Right, so more bad. Right. Oh God, yeah, they
1: mm-hmm. do. They have access to the president. They can, they can fly around on. They Air can Force say one. things oh, you that like would get journalism.
4: you arrested. Oh, yeah. I know. No, you're right about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, uh, you know bad people are going to seek out positions where they can do bad things, and Mm -hmm. journalism is one of those positions.
1: And I read some article someplace about that a lot of journalists end up on political cabinets.
0: Oh, absolutely. They kiss enough ass. Exactly. And by the way, half of Minnesota loves a good ass kisser. There's no doubt about that. The other half of you are really good people, but half of you are the worst human beings I've ever met. You love kiss ass kissers. Anybody that'll suck up to you, you just love them.
1: Well, most that's people disgusting. seem to like people that suck Ugh. up to them. I, I've always been like, what's wrong with you?
0: But that's why we've had such problems in Minnesota, because half the people here are the best people I've ever met, and the other half the people here are the worst people that's I've ever met. It's probably
1: everywhere, though, don't you think? Yeah, maybe. Not just Minnesota. Just a thing worldwide. Probably, yeah.
0: This yeah. Robert Reich, apparently. What was his title again? Andy, Robert Reich, R-E-I-C-H. Who's what that? was his title? He used to work, I think, for the Clinton administration, oh. if I remember Let's correctly. See.
4: He, uh, he served on the administrations of Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, and Bill Clinton. Secretary huh? of Labor 93 to 97. Uh, wow, he's member went, went around. of Obama's economic transition advisory. He's right. done a billion Million. different things. Yeah. So one with the Republican Party
0: and all the rest with the Democrats. He, 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 Turned over to Democrat after Who Gerald Repo- Ford.
4: Oh, Gerald Ford was a Republican? He was, yeah. Oh, I had no idea.
0: But he's got a new deal out, uh, and you might want to look up. Robert Reich's got a new deal out where he's comparing <laughs> Trump uh, supporters,
4: Trump voters— with those who supported Hitler, of course, that's what they all do. <laughs> it's not even surprising. Honest to God, that's a little
0: extreme, don't you think? Donald Trump, Adolf Hitler, same, I thought, same. I
1: thought even Democrats were were asking people to stop saying everything's Hitler. Well, true,
0: Democrats are, but these psychopath progressives, those mm. people are crazy. Well, you
1: think somebody that's been in politics that long would you would you hope. Know, understand that? That's just the, well, they not They
4: know. They just don't care.
1: That pandering is really old.
4: So basically, well, what you're going to end up. do pronounce Reich? Robert Reich, probably because he doesn't want. Oh, Reich!
0: Yeah, like the third Reich. To, uh, he doesn't want the Third Reich <laughs> association. Yeah. Okay, okay, Reich. That's my guess. That makes total sense. But you, this piece he put out is psychotic about how basically progressives are the most pure, wonderful people in the world and everybody else is going to need to realize that or they should just be shut down completely. So if you don't agree mm. with me, we need to shut you down.
1: Yeah. I, it's, it's, How sad it's is that? It's just unbelievable that people listen to that kind of crap and don't just turn on them and tell them to shut up. Just shut it. I know. Shut so. up, just shut up. Shut if up, people up, stop listening,
5: then up, they
0: wouldn't up, say it. Up. Well, but that's the problem. People do listen, particularly yep. young people. That is the problem. Particularly college uh, college propagandists students. wouldn't exist if propaganda didn't work. Propaganda wouldn't exist if there were no colleges. That's who believes all that crap. That's a big part of it, yeah. It's a huge part of it. do
5: you believe in propaganda?
0: I still want to know why it is that people whose
4: brains haven't fully formed get to vote. I still don't understand that. Well, back then, I mean, honestly, there is a solid argument for raising the voting age. It is. Because the argument for lowering it to 18 was they could be drafted into war, but they couldn't vote. Correct. Mm. But now there's no draft. So what's the upside? Well, you could fight in a war. But it's volunteer, uh, voluntary, voluntary, though. Voluntary, yeah, yeah, but if
5: you could fight in a war, you should be able to vote. Mm. If you can defend your country, you should be able to...
0: <clears throat> yeah, uh, I, like I said, I don't know. Look, I, I, is it going to change my life greatly if Trump wins or Biden wins? I doubt it. Unless they get so extreme they start changing America. I think they are. And it's not America anymore. Wonder, then it's not even America I anymore. wonder
1: if they're taking into consideration if they... If they go full-on socialist within the next six years um, and they raise taxes to, like, the 70%, 80% mark, like, mm-hmm. you know, if everybody needs everything for free, then it's going to have to be that way.
0: Well, his current plan, but, you and I, would be paying 62%. Well, the,
1: what's going to happen is all the baby boomers that are still working because they already lost so much money with yeah. The, yeah, for their retirement and yep. ended up having to work longer to put mm-hmm. all that money back in the bank,
5: mm-hmm.
1: um, everyone's just going to retire. Yeah. They're not going to be putting money into
4: well, we're the tax already, I'm, anymore. I'm the 34. I'm already talking about leaving the state because of the income tax and just the state. Because yeah, they increase go it even too. farther, I would probably – I might have to leave the country, yeah. you know. If you're making – you know, if you make $100,000 and they lower that to $40,000, that's not something you can do. Because well, that's, that's a 60% tax. Right. Well,
1: but you'll have free health care. You won't have to pay for your child's no, education. I won't
4: have free health care. People who don't work will have free health care.
1: No, the socialists want everybody yeah, to have, want like, everybody national they health say for that. they want
4: everybody. Yeah, there's no way to pay for it.
1: Well, I'm just saying that that's, that's right. what they want. So if you're I actually pit countries with free health care, people
5: live there and pay their taxes and it, they exist. It's not like everybody's just like, bye, I'm not doing this. I mean, but there will it's be not are free for everyone to. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, no, it there is no, yes, not. is. no, it's not. No, it's not. There
4: are all sorts of things that aren't free. Yep. In the NHS, for example, or in Canada.
5: Oh, the NHS. I mean, it's not perfect at all. No, there is no perfect answer at all.
4: Well, the perfect answer is having a world superpower subsidize your entire medical industry.
1: But well, I think yeah. it would we be. We don't have that option. I think, I think George Soros, just give everybody uh, 300000 a year.
0: <laughs> he likes to pass out the yeah, dough. Yeah, why doesn't he
1: just give everybody 300000 a year?
0: There you have it. Yes. <laughs> okay, we got to move on here, but I just saw MSC, MSNBC's promo for the four people covering election night. Two of them were fired for
4: lying. <laughs>
1: oh my God! Boy, we have a we have a pool of including, solid humans.
5: Yeah, we're going to we're going to be. <laughs> that election day is going to be weird.
4: We're not going to know who the president is until like the so, year three thousand. <laughs> you might be right about that. You might be right. We're not going to so. have a president for like uh, six months. I'm right. it. We got to make
0: uh, a shift here because we got a special guest coming yes, we up. We do. I'd like to say I'm sad. City Pages is closing. I'm not. They they were contributors in destroying my voiceover career. So kiss my well, it's left sad ass. sad
5: to cheek. see people lose their jobs.
0: I lost my job. They didn't care.
5: They, I'm not saying. Well, it's just a general you statement. Got, it's you sad got what to was coming. see people lose their jobs. Yes, because even I mean, there are plenty of people that yeah, work at City Pages people. that probably love you.
4: I this, uh, I feel bad like really for dope. the janitors probably, who worked at City Pages. There
5: are probably a lot of people that there are tons of people that were employed by City Pages, and not all we, of them thought this is the greatest publication in the history of the world. It could have just been, you know, like I need a job in publishing. Yeah. You know, yeah, it could
0: be. Uh, you're right. Could all right, be, we we're going to take a break because you got special guests coming up next with the family. Tom Bernard, with my buddy and CEO from North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, you work with many different types of businesses.
2: Can you tell me about one of them? Absolutely. Real fishing was started by a young entrepreneurial couple here in the Twin Cities. They offer guided fishing services during the open water season and ice house rentals in the winter. They came to us with a great idea for their business, but not a lot of experience in getting one off the ground. Now that they're up and running, they've told us how much they appreciate that we listen to their ideas for their business and help them work through all of the contingencies that could come knowing that we will be here to help them every step of the way with the capital they need.
0: Yeah, they're not going to get that at just any bank.
2: You need Bilski. Tommy, our whole team at all of the branches take pride in providing outstanding customer service and are ready to help our clients when they need us most.
0: Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender.
5: Did she say, "When I've got to kill you, I feel yes. good"?
4: Yes, <laughs> it's Doug Sprinthal's wife saying, "I've got to kill you." I That's like exactly that with you. song lyric style. I've always you. not been able to understand. I mean, you got that for me. It's a genetic
5: yeah. trait. And then Dad and I know every lyric to everything. I Jonathan,
4: you <laughs> know all the lyrics to
0: all the songs <laughs> you've ever heard.
2: Do I know all the lyrics to all the songs I've ever actually? I don't know any lyrics to any song. Well, I have to use uh, an app to figure them <laughs> out. Yeah, me I, too. Know, I'm the same I know way. the guitar notes. Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll see. That's good, but you're, that's you're something. My <laughs> wife, our son, and our <laughs> daughter, and you, because I, I do well. But you know, I've been in radio for fifty years, so that's why I know no, song lyrics.
5: I know every lyric. She does. Excuse oh, you do you? me. No.
2: Oh, I thought you said you didn't.
5: Know. No, I do. I'm like you.
2: F- I, look, in my family, women were better with lyrics. The men knew, like, the guitar riffs. Mm-hmm. There you go.
0: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I That's will close minute. with this. <laughs> my sister, my older sister, when she was a little girl, thought the song was Oh, a Tree in Motion. Mm.
5: What song?
0: Poetry in motion. Poetry in motion.
5: No, I was like, yeah. "What?" Well, Sorry, that's you
1: because even... it makes sense.
0: That does actually make sense. Poetry oh, in motion. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah move like, in the wind. Yeah. I get it?
0: No, no, no. If you, you as a beautiful woman, move, it's like poetry in motion. That's well, what the song well, is. Yes, right. Jonathan, well, I you know I went to this. a
2: Richie Havens concert when I was a little kid. At the end, we left, and I said, "Mom, who's Frida?" He kept telling <laughs> me, "Frida, Frida." Frida. I'm like, Frida. <laughs> I was like, okay, I have a bad ear for lyrics,
5: folks. (laughs) It's not as bad as tuna hot (laughs) dog. Disruptive
0: Successor, a guide for driving growth in your family business. You are talking to a family business right now. This podcast is owned by my wife, our son, our daughter, and me. This is a family business. We're going to learn a lot from you today, Jonathan.
2: Yeah, well, let's get your kid on the line, and let's talk to him and see if he's a disruptor or not. He's right here.
0: Are you
5: you a disruptor?
0: I. Not really. All four of us are on the show together. We all appear together. Andy's, like, the okay. least
5: disruptive. It depends,
2: you can tell me secretly. Just, are you
4: a disruptor? <laughs> secretly, <laughs> live on the air.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Just whisper it. No one will hear.
4: No one will understand. There's I'll sing it as a lyric, and no one will know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Right. I like this. According right. to Deloitte, the next generation of family business leaders intend to make changes when they take over. Uh-oh, Jonathan. I'm yep. the dad here. This is a big problem for me.
2: That, that's right. Changes. I could be Move out. Over, dad. <laughs> I'm going to be out? Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, what we're going to do, like, if you read my book or you were to work with me, we'll transition you slowly. Okay. So uh, we'll, we'll make sure you, uh, it's a generous, long, as long as you like, ride. But we're going to transfer some of the power, some of the ownership, some of the control, the decision making over to the next gen, I mean it's a sure you want to empower them, right
0: yep, yep,
2: and you you want your legacy to be bigger than just you know. I don't know what will we call the show. Will it still be called the Tom Bernard Show? Or will...
0: <laughs> probably not. That'd be weird. That would be weird. <laughs> I feel probably like not. we could
1: probably do. You you guys could do a, a show just ripping the shit out of both of us. Some people would listen to that.
4: Yeah, probably. Mom <laughs> and Dad get ripped. I don't know, to know if shreds. I'd be good at that.
2: But <laughs>
1: the truth was, would when that happened, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Hey, <laughs> yeah, little. but you know, look at your build. If you're building something and you want a legacy, I mean. Yeah. Look at—I don't know what others do. I mean, the, the names that come to mind are the Howard Sterns, the uh, the Rush Limbaughs, the like. You know, mm-hmm. when they leave, does the show just go away?
3: You or understand. it is going to be
0: interesting. Uh, the, uh, Howard just, I think, signed a new deal for a few more years, and Rush—I don't know that Rush is going to be around that much longer. So I don't know what'll happen to his show.
2: Yeah. I mean, probably it goes away because yeah. I don't most think likely. most radio shows think of themselves as a business. They think of themselves as built around a personality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and that's yep. the problem with a lot of small businesses, too, is that it's built around one person's persistence, perseverance, you know, skill, um, whatever that is, whether it's plumbing, landscaping, sales, radio show, you know. So now we got to figure out, like, so how do we build it to sell it or build it to pass it along.
1: Yeah, that is interesting. It's a challenge.
0: Yeah. You know, I love these percentages. There are four percentages I want to read and then get Jonathan. And then, of course, our son, my wife, and our daughter to make their their take on it after Jonathan. Eighty percent say their leadership style will be different compared to the previous generation. Seventy-six percent say innovation will be one of their top priorities. Fifty-six percent will change the family's company strategy and corporate governance, and fifty-one percent intend to take more risks with their than their predecessors, but in a more controlled way. That's there could be a lot of trouble there, Jonathan.
2: Well, yep. It's you know it's uh, hang on, it's going to be a bumpy ride, or it's, <laughs> yes. you know, hey, you know, look, I'm in control here, kiddo. And, but I understand I got to get on with the, get with the game plan and we're going to, we're going to do this together and we'll bring in an outside person who's like a facilitator a coach, either Jonathan or a guy like him. And we'll, we'll work this together. You know, Mm -hmm. we'll have a a mediator, if you will.
0: Nothing wrong with a mediator. That sounds, actually, the first one's going to be pretty easy. 80% say their leadership style will be different. I highly doubt that Andy, our son, or Alex, our daughter will like their father threaten to kill half the people he talks to. You know, they probably yeah, won't do that.
2: Definitely not me. Yeah, that doesn't go over so well. You know, that was good in the 80s. You know, <laughs> That's and, uh, true. That's Wall Street. Not, but, but not today. You know, today you put a hand on someone and you're like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. You're, yes. You know, sexually molested, harassing That's or something. True. So you have to be careful. But, yeah, no more fist bites in the parking lot. Or okay. People off the air cursing at them.
4: All right. I'll no just... more three martini lunches.
0: No. But, of the past. That's very very true. Seventy-six percent say innovation will be one of their top priorities. Now how, you can't get by without innovation, so that one makes total sense to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, just I don't I don't know if you've been doing this a long time. I imagine this was a uh, or just a terrestrial. We didn't have that term back then. It was just an FM or an AM radio program.
0: I still do but, one. Yep.
2: Yeah, and so look, but now you're you're. It, you know, digital. You went uh, through the airwaves, and yep. and I'm sure that there's already innovations. Going. So we're streaming through Facebook Live right now. I mean, that was a change. Um, technology is constantly changing, and mm-hmm. so our ability to adapt to it and utilize it and leverage it—that's where that innovation is going to come from. I think.
0: Do you think enough people understand? And I get yelled at all the time by people in my business, but because I. Next May 2nd, I'll have been on the radio for 50 years, Five five zero. Five, 50 years, and I keep telling people that radio, particularly, uh, well, for the rest of the day, radio is almost over, and then morning shows will be around about another 5 to 10 years, probably 10 years, and then radio will just, like, AM is already gone uh, and More FM, less, yeah. FM will be gone too. I think it'll be all digital. And I don't understand why radio companies aren't building bigger digital outlets because that's where everybody's going.
2: Uh, I don't look. There are some older timers like myself who get into uh, my car, and I still look at. I got three options: I got right. AM, FM, or Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, and then I've got this fourth option: is if I can figure out how to get the sound from my phone through this yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> car stereo system, right. then I've got that option as well. But it's not always that easy. I, I don't find it easy to figure out how to find a podcast right. and do that while I'm driving.
4: That's, <laughs> yeah, it is much easier to tune radio than it is to tune podcasts. It is, yeah. And it, I think, always will be is a big part of the reason the radio is going to be around for a while. Because you can't just so, like yeah. flip the channel and there's a new podcast. You have to kind of right. seek it out. On the... Eventually, I feel like they're going to have a system like that where yes. RS, there's like a universal RSS feed of every right. podcast, and you'll be able to flip through them, but that, no one has created that yet. Well, Alex, Andy, what are you waiting for? There you go. The huh? universal RSS feed. Jonathan wants yep. me out as of pending. today.
2: No, no, Tom, (laughs) you keep doing what you do, you do it well, do it until you no longer want to, and, you know, let's all hop into our cars, because Alex and Andy have created an RSS beat as the fourth option. Love Um, it, love it. And you just switch to it, and you've got all your presets and your favorites, and, you know, it's easy.
4: Actually, Melissa and I had a fifth option yesterday. We Uh borrowed her dad's pickup truck. Mm -hmm. It uh, had a cassette player in it. No. What?!
1: How old is that truck? 97. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah. So if we you wanted don't even to... have CD players in them anymore. No, I haven't seen a CD player in a car in a long time. ages. Yeah. Yeah
2: I, yeah, I just bought a car and put all the CDs from the old car into the new car and then grabbed one the other day and I was looking around for yep. the <laughs> CD player in my car. It was the same model car. Yep. It had no CD player there in it. Is. I was like, okay, oh, now. throw these things out the window.
0: That's funny, Jonathan. You and I found out there are no CD players in cars the same way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can you take a CD and put it in a computer and record it digi- yeah. digitally? You can transfer yeah, the sure. files. Okay, yeah. you can transfer There the you file. go. I've never yeah. tried doing that. Mm-hmm.
2: No, but here's the thing. A lot of computers don't have a CD drive That's anymore. That's true. Right. 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 Yep. No, they don't. We had so, to buy
4: an external CD drive so I could install, like, Microsoft Office 2006 or something because oh. also, like, had it for free from school or something. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Well, Hmm. I haven't had a uh, well, laptops especially. Yeah. I haven't had a laptop with a CD drive in probably 15 years. That's yeah. probably true. Formats Jonathan, are just constantly changing.
0: Jonathan, do you have a few more minutes? Or you have to get going.
4: Yeah, no, I'm good. So okay. I
2: just I have to get. I have uh, someone coming over to look at my eight track collection.
0: <laughs> You're unbelievable. I need to take a two minute break. We'll come right back. You can stay with us, Jonathan. Yep. I love the conversation, Jonathan Goldhill, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes with Jonathan. And if you need someone to look at your HVAC... Tom here for Sabre (laughs) Heating and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. and we're rocking out that's all i know i am learning ladies and gentlemen jonathan Goldhill with us uh, disruptive successor a guide for driving growth in your family business i have now learned from jonathan that andy and alex will be destroying Catherine in my lives and taking over the business
1: as long as i get a cut i don't care
2: <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. You but, st- they'll, but you'll need a roadmap, guys, to do that. You're not going to just go and, you know, start cutting strings, right?
0: Right. No, they're going to yeah, have to read disruptive successor. they got to get that done, absolutely.
2: Yeah, and you're going to have some conflict. Like, Tom's not going to just roll over and hand you the keys. Oh. He, so you're going to have to deal with some constructive conflict, and you'll need a way to... To language you know how you're feeling about a certain situation whether it's your equity in the business or your compensation I mean so uh, you'll also need really clear like roles and job descriptions so so the book is going to help you with all of those things it's like a little bit of a cookbook um, that you can follow with tools that you can download and implement and apply
0: I love, Jonathan, the fact that you point out that Catherine and Tom started a business and then Andy and Alex took it over and then their children took it over and then it went under because the fourth generation wants nothing to do with it.
4: That's true. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah,
0: so
2: the third generation is tasked with figuring out, is this thing worth passing on to the fourth generation? Mm -hmm. And, And that's when you have to step out of the business and look at, The value of the business over over its lifetime like you know is the value of it increasing so uh, is it decreasing and you know and that's by the nature of the industry that you're in right so if you're making uh, I don't know if if you're in a machine shop and you're making stuff that maybe is no longer valued then you have to think like maybe now is going to be the top of the market it's it's like any other asset that you own you have to look at your business like it's an asset and roughly kind of give a value to it as you're going along the way, uh, because everyone likes to exit out on top, don't they?
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't think. think there's any question about
4: that. Well, there's also the problem of after so many generations, people just start looking at it as old-fashioned. Yeah, It's been around for so long in the family, it's like, you know, I don't care about this because it's so far removed from me that, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, i gotta, I yes. got to...
2: That That is absolutely true. And, you know, most family businesses um, are in unsexy industries. That's true. I'm talking about multi-generation family businesses mm-hmm. because it's already survived a generation. But, look, there are certain industries that aren't going away anytime soon. And these are things that we use around our house that built like, construction trades. Those are not going away the way, you know, some of the uh, maybe approaches or applications are going to be improved. But they're not going away. But... After a few generations, I mean, like I don't know anyone who's making carbon mimeograph machines, which was really useful <laughs> when I was but, in fourth grade. It's true, sure, absolutely but, right.
4: Well, there's, an, there's an open secret. So when you think of like multi generational businesses going back hundreds of years, one of the things you probably think of is Japan, because they do that a lot. There's so there's hundreds of year old businesses that that have been in the family. But there's an open secret that oftentimes what happens is, you know, grandpa gives the business to his son, his son gives the business to his son, and then that person's son loses interest. So what they do is they'll adopt an adult, which technically means the business stays in the family when that adult takes it over because they adopted him and now he's their son. <laughs> <laughs> well, you
2: know. You know, or or that's a euphemism maybe for they hire an outside, CEO
4: basically who's
2: yes, who's not family to run the business. Well, oh, they literally
4: adopt the adult, like they yeah, legally. They but it's like it's a really? it's a <laughs> fake adoption, of course. But technically, they can say, "Oh, it's been in the family for twenty-seven generations," even love though it. You love know.
2: it. Well, my professor in school and finance said you can you can grow your earnings, you can buy your earnings, and you can marry your earnings. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you. My experience, marrying your earnings is, like, the fastest way to get to (laughs) to wealth. Glad to hear it. Yeah, uh, yeah, but look at some of the businesses that are multi-generational and still um, going strong. I mean, DuPont, um, Ford. uh, uh, Most of the car companies, by the way, are family businesses. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're owned and controlled by families. And many publicly traded companies are still family-owned and controlled. So, you know, it's quite surprising. About two-thirds of our gross domestic product is all family business-related.
0: Well, the Waltons so, have done okay.
2: Yeah, look at that. I mean, look at Walmart. And, boy, you know, go to that town today, uh, Bentonville, and it's, it's like the modern-day Disneyland. Right. They're re- recruiting amazing. You know, they've built an entire... Like ecosystem that feeds off of that one small general store they started you know, a few hundred, a couple hundred years ago, whatever.
0: That's exactly. You know, I will tell you, Jonathan, I, I want to thank you for making me feel much older today because I just realized something. <laughs> like Catherine and I met uh, 40 years ago. <clears throat> We've been together for 40 years, got married 36 years ago, but here's the thing that I just realized, and it's because of you, Mr. Gold Hill. I'll carry this with me for the rest of my life. When I met Catherine 40 years ago, I was the regional promotion director for Capital Records, a job that doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. yeah. And she worked at Royal Typewriters.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. I think Royal Business Machines might still be a thing in Europe, maybe.
2: <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Maybe. Really? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, there's. They're big with Eastman Kodak, Polaroid, <laughs> Polaroid. <laughs> all the big ones, all the famers.
4: <laughs> we actually recently bought a Polaroid camera. Did because you really? We thought it would be fun. Well, you may as well. Oh, you know, may as well, well
1: before COVID hit, that whole nostalgia thing was making a huge comeback. I yep. don't know if it still is.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. I suppose. But that's...
2: look at look at businesses that had a chance to pivot and didn't. I mean, uh, Kodak. Uh, Kodak had a chance to uh, get into the digital business, mm, and totally, yeah. completely missed it. Blockbuster was offered yeah. uh, to Ugh. buy Netflix for, like, $15
4: million. Oh. Oh. $15 million. I would have bought it for $15 million. I don't even have that. Yeah. <laughs> Take out enough loans, you're good. I look at Sears. I talked about Sears this yeah, morning.
1: Sears. Right.
0: Here's a company that stole an idea from Montgomery Ward, the catalog. Yep. Uh, they they stole the idea from Montgomery Ward. Then along comes a digital catalog. How were they not smart enough to know we have to move on now at Sears?
2: You know, they're not doing their strategic thinking and planning. If that they're allowing that to happen, they're so uh, stuck in their own business that they're not looking outside of it. And that's yep. that's, that's, that's a mistake. Do you, you think know. it was also
1: right. maybe because when computers started out – People were trying to figure out how to integrate computers into their business to make their business easier mm-hmm. to deal
4: with. But back then, computers were not easier because they
5: were horrible. Yeah, so
1: it was like this whole thing. So people were like, "Computers are good for like accounting yeah. and data storage and all that kind of stuff." But I remember right. working in a company that made read/write heads, Nortronics. Mm-hmm. And the whole entire lower the basement I mean it was like an acre. Yeah. That was where all the computers were. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculously large. Yeah, it was lar- a mainframe, frame, yeah. Huge, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think people were trying to maybe figure out how to just use computers and it, it developed so quickly. I don't think people were ready for how fast yeah, everything probably, happened. Yeah, probably, <clears throat>
0: yeah. Probably true.
1: They should have they should have been, but I don't I, I don't think anybody could have predicted how fast computers would take off. Well, they
2: weren't studying uh, Moore's Law. There was a guy, I think, based out of Silicon Valley who was in the chip and transistor business who basically said that uh, the number of transistors on a microchip can double every two years Mm -hmm. and uh, the cost of computers will be halved. So basically there was just like an increasing (laughs) acceleration of how fast this stuff would come along. And people weren't paying attention to it. The book is called
0: Disruptive Success or a Guide for Driving Growth in Your Family Business. Jonathan Goldhill, I'm going to send you a thank you message for being on today by Telegraph, if that's okay.
2: <laughs> yes, um, Western Union has uh, an office of 30 miles. Year, so I know where it is. And, uh, if they have open hours, I'll be there to pick it up. If,
0: you, Tom. I like that, Jonathan, if they have any open hours. <laughs> right. Jonathan, I'd love to have you on again. A great conversation, sir.
2: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was clean, and that—that yes. uh, that was the best part. Uh, and I lots it. of laughs. I'm smiling the whole time.
0: Well, we learned a lot too, Jonathan. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Have a good day, Jonathan Goldhill. Again, the book is called "Disruptive Successor: A Guide for Driving Growth in Your Family Business." Thank you, Jonathan, for making me feel really old. Um, <laughs>
1: so. I, know, I know in India they used to really rely rely on telegraphs, and they've taken down all of the wiring for it. It's all. Yeah. It's all gone. Do we have any wiring here in America? Telegraph wires? I yeah. don't
4: think so, no. no have they I been... wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. So we're talking about how computers uh, became faster and cheaper over the years. Mm-hmm. A little quick fact before we go into the break. So the f- first uh, mini computer, so a computer small enough to fit on your desk, the HP 3000 debuted in 1972, and at the time it sold for the modern equivalent of five hundred thousand dollars. Oh my God! <laughs> so complain about computers being expensive today. Oh, by the way, this no, was a black and white. Its screen was about this big. You know, it, it was like the computer that we had. Like the
1: yeah, whatever that Mac was. The Mac was. Classic
4: too. Yep. But for five hundred thousand dollars wow. in today, ninety five thousand dollars in nineteen
0: seventy two. Jeez. Um. Well, by example. Uh, a uh, transmitter for an FM station now is about the size of a—about uh, half the size of a refrigerator. Yeah. That's about how big it is now, about you half got, the size yeah, of a Yeah, they got half duplex
4: antennas. Yeah. Right,
0: exactly. When I worked at WDGY when I was 23 years old, I was 23 years old, worked at WDGY. Our transmitter was a U.S. Navy transmitter. It was— Two separate rooms. You could walk into the rooms inside the transmitter. Oh, is that
1: where we used to have to go and take readings on yeah, the little yeah. clipboard every yep. whatever hours? Yeah. It was
0: a two-room complex, and that was the transmitter. Yeah, That's take how the big readings it was. on
1: the transmitter. Worker. All right, we're gonna
0: take a break here. We'll be back. Another special guest coming up next hour with the family.